What's up, what's up, Los Angeles? Hey, it's me, Casey Diaz, host of the Shot Caller Podcast. And uh, apparently some of you guys uh, really uh, miss me on this podcast platform. What in the world? <laughs> We're going to talk about crime today. A whole lot of that is happening all over the country and specifically here in Los Angeles. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, let me tell you something. Some of you reached out and actually by email, from uh, via text, uh, phone calls with much concern about how come I haven't been on the, on the podcast for a month. And for those of you that have reached out and everybody, you know, you guys are busy too. And I get that, but there's a handful of people that were concerned. Some even asked, uh, "Is everything okay? Uh, or, or you're not sick, are you?" Uh, um, you know, so it, there was a lot of concern of why I haven't been on this podcast for a month. And um, well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for your concern. Thank you that you've reached out to me. Thank you for, you know, just. Uh, being authentic in your, in, well, seeing if I was okay. And um, I think I have some friends around here, man. Uh, um, I wasn't looking for that. I, I wasn't, uh, uh, um, uh, but I was nonetheless amazingly surprised that there's a, a community of listeners uh, of this podcast that, uh, you guys are awesome, man. And uh, and then there's the ones that just, you know, <laughs> I had no clue that some of you, like, really have listened to every single episode on here. And it's like a, <laughs> it's like you're fiending for another uh, episode of the Shot Caller Podcast, which is awesome. Um, and, and I'm just uh, uh, thrilled and, and grateful that you take time out of your daily routines. Um, I don't know where you're listening to uh, me from, uh, whether it's a gym, uh, whether it's uh, your ride to work or school, whatever the case is. Um, I really, really appreciate all your concern and for you reaching out to me and seeing if everything was fine with me. Well, everything is fine with me. I just, I had to take a little breather, a little break, pause. And I think that a lot of us need to take a pause at some certain points in our life. I think that's important. I think that you could end up doing so much that you don't, that you kind of miss out on moments uh, that you, I think those are moments where we, if we don't take a pause, we burn out. Um, and then the pause is so important because it, it clears up your, your thought. Right, your 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 whole brain kind of is all over the place. We're in Los Angeles, man. We're it's hustle and bustle. Uh, it, it's the rat race. It's all that. And even for a Christian, um, uh, you know, you 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 know, we take time to, or I hope we take time to read uh, our Bibles or read something that's you know doing something good and positive to our brain, to our emotions, and to our spiritual life. And uh, that that's so needed. 
But the pause really um, is needed so that we could just clear our plate and really, you know, analyze where we're at in that stage in our life and just breathe. Just just like cool every stop everything uh, that you're doing and just re, you know, reassemble, recreate, re whatever, whatever your re is. You, you, it's so important to just pause. And, and sometimes you're going to, you know, step on some toes because people are not, you know, um, they're not understanding that, that you need to pause. It's so important in life. I, I, I know for me, I have so much on my plate as far as <laughs> besides food, people, besides food. Hey, relax. <laughs> but there's so much on my plate as far as activities. You know, they're, they're, the book has spun out of control again and uh which is a good thing uh i'm getting a lot of um new platforms to be on and invitations to be part of this and that and 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 you know there's the the film is in development still and there's so much on my plate that i just needed to just relax and really um cool it you know and 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 figure out because look when 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 something like this happens to and then I know I know it doesn't happen to everybody, you know not everybody has a, a book not everybody's getting a, a motion picture film, I get that part but there's other things that equate to that. It, it doesn't matter whether it's a film or not. There's other important things that are just as valuable as what's happening in my life and and you need to see that when those moments happen. And you're presented with a whole like uh, smorgasbord of, of 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 things. Not everything is a good thing to take uh, uh, to take on, and you need to like slow down your role so that you make good, wise decisions on which interviews to take and which ones you're just not going to do. And you know, and and that's another form of stepping on somebody's toes, right? And, and not everybody, because some people you're going to say no to. And they're not going to, they're going to think that it's coming from a bad, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is on your end, because you're saying no to their interview or no to their platform. And it has nothing to do with that. It's just that, you know, I, I, I want to be very clear minded and prayed up so that I say yes to the important ones that God has told me to take upon and no to the ones that, for whatever reason, God says no to. And I need to be very, very um, meticulous in, in, in what I choose to get myself into. Uh, with that said, um, throughout this month that I haven't been on, on this podcast, some really exciting stuff. You know, uh, I partnered up with um, God Behind Bars. Uh, you could, if you're on social media, you could look them up. And God Behind Bars is doing some incredible stuff with inmates inside prisons. They have these these iPads or these tablets. I don't know exactly what they are, but they're kind of like iPads. Uh, I'm assuming. And these things, it's a uh, it, it's a tablet where they get to choose what programming these inmates get to see, or watch, or hear. So these tablets have sermons, Bible studies, devotionals, podcasts. And it's all faith-based. And they reached out to me uh, um, a few weeks ago, right before I 
kind of took a pause and uh, I researched them. I looked them up and I just, uh, I, I thought, wow, this is, um, this, these people are really doing incredible things. And this is something that I might want to get myself into. I prayed about it. And um, after uh, hearing the Lord tell me, go ahead and move forward with, with these with these folks, um, I did. I contacted them. Uh, you know, I responded to their invitation. We were on a Zoom call and got to meet them. And the next thing I know, you know, we partnered with them. Uh, and they put our podcast on this tablet. And now 64,000 inmates across, I don't know how many prisons, but I do know that there's 64,000 inmates that are able to have access to this podcast, to the shot collar content. They're going to be filming. They're also having a meeting and figuring out because they also wanted me to do a devotional, uh, an ongoing devotional, and they're going to put that uh, separately from the podcast in their tablet as well. Um, yet to hear about that with them. But these are exciting things. I never thought I would get into, um, back into, or, or into rather, into prison ministry. And here I am, uh, 20-something years later, uh, and um, doing, I'm doing prison ministry. <laughs> uh, something that I didn't want to do, uh, you know. Uh, but here I am, and God is using it. For, uh, I, uh, I posted on my, on my Instagram I believe, uh, and these folks, uh, just amazing. They they gave me, it, they put my content on their app, uh, on their Pando, Pando app. And uh, if you want to check that out, you, I, I would say go check that out. Download the Pando app, P-A-N-D-O app, A-P-P. Go to your, uh, where your um, iTunes or wherever you get your apps from and Download that, the Pando app. And on there, you'll see all the content that, that these guys are, uh, uh, that have, they have accessibility to. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. But they sent me, it, it went up on April. Uh, my content went up on April on their app. And um, boy, were we uh, just um, floored by the, the fact that so many um prisoners uh that were in there got to see let me get to it i want to i don't want i want i want to make sure that i'm giving you the right information here it is so six thousand four hundred and seventeen total downstreams from the shot caller podcast on their app six thousand four hundred and seventeen and forty three people came to christ forty three inmates came to christ through listening through this podcast these are inmates, and the app leads you to to you know if you're if you're listening to the to this podcast on the Pondo app, they have it so that you know that inmate can touch and and, and um, fill out a form in the Honan Yards, and that's how they know uh, or they can recover information that that inmate has come to Christ, and then there's a you know further steps uh, for helping that individual inmate it's an incredible app it's the pando app it's amazing uh get it um and then you know if you're on social media on instagram 
or on Facebook, wherever you're at, go to God Behind Bars, uh, look them up, follow them, and uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever support they need, you might want to get on board on that. Uh, but we are so uh, just uh, floored here that on the first, um, you know, few weeks of of being on this app, uh, the shock uh is featured on there, and forty three inmates come to Christ. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. And I'm not even, you know, I'm just here uh, doing this. And um, this is happening. But I want to talk to you about something important, um, you know, that, that that's out there that is, man, we live in a town that's beautiful. We live in a city that has so much good, could be doing so much better, and yet, it's not because, well, politicians, right? And um, and then people and, of course, sin and everything else that goes with that. But what are we going to do about all these things? I had a meeting here not too long ago, I think two weeks ago, and there was, uh, let's see, seven, eight of us, eight of us here, six were convicted murderers that did lengthy uh, uh, prison sentences. And uh, there was one individual in here that served a 43-year prison sentence uh, on a murder. Uh, there was another guy, a new, new friend that I met, um, and he served 15 years out of a 15-to-life prison sentence for murder as well. And we're all here talking, and uh, we're preparing for this this um, documentary that they want to do, and, and all this, and you know, so it was like the initial um, get to know who's who in the room kind of thing. And everybody has everybody there was a former LA gang leader. I think one of them was not, um, but nonetheless was in there for murder as well, and. Um, you know, one of the one of the questions that were tossed to us was, "Is prison really necessary?" And without hesitation, without any pause, right after that question was thrown on you know on the ground there in front of us, every single one of us said, "Absolutely, prison." is absolutely needed. And these were all convicted murderers, by the way, who understand that they have been given a second chance. And I would say second chance is probably not the word because we every human being has had more than a second chance when it comes to God intervening in, in our story, in our life. You've had more than a second chance. And I don't know, you might be sitting there and going, well, I haven't never, I've never committed a crime. Doesn't matter. <laughs> You're a sinner just like anybody else, and uh, the destination is still the same without Christ. And so you have been given many more than second chances. Some of us have just created a bigger mess, but a mess is a mess. Uh, sin is sin, and um, you know, yes, uh, some are uh, will land you in jail, in prison. For a long time, sometimes that'll, you know, you cross a line and you get a life sentence and you're never getting out or a death penalty 
whatever it is, uh, you know, but here's the thing, you know, I, I ran across this story and the title on this uh, news network here in Los Angeles says woman fears retaliation from ex-husband accused of hiring hitman to hurt her. I don't know if I should play the clip, but I'll, I'll tell you this much. There's this guy who wanted his wife um, beyond punished. He wanted uh, broken legs. He wanted broken back. Uh, he wanted to, he specifically says, you know, uh, the less movement, the better. In other words, do as much harm as, as you can to her. And if, she, if, if, if you could keep her from ever coming back, uh, you know, as far as like walking, I guess, is that, that's what he was meaning by that at that uh, particular uh, recording. And he's, he's, and when he's doing this conversation, his hand is around his, the back of his head. He's very relaxed as he's filming this conversation. It's almost like he's having a, um, a FaceTime with who he thinks is going to do the job, the hitman. And then he's, and then the hitman says the, the, you know, the one that, the guy that's playing the hitman role says, you know, well, what about if we get out of hand and we kill her? Are you okay with that? And he says, well, if it gets to that point, cool. If the brother gets involved, uh, we'll get rid of him as well. And the 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 guy acting as a hitman is actually uh, for man for. Thank God, it, it it's an LAPD officer that's pretending to be a hitman, uh, you know. Uh, and so he goes to jail, and if you know the law, if you understand how the law works, if you are hiring somebody or you're attempting to hire somebody to murder someone else, um, you're going in for a very long time. There's special circumstances that come with that. There's all kinds of, it's not just one crime, it's a whole legion of crimes within that category, and that can put you away for life. Um, well, we have a DA here that is totally just unbearable. Because now, if, if <laughs> this lady now has to fear for her life because the DA is saying that, well, it's not enough to bring a conviction that would put this guy out for life or for a very at least a very long time. So this guy's going to get away with most likely probation. Now this uh, former wife of his has to fear for her life. So you tell me if prison is not necessary. <laughs> prison is very necessary. Not only is it necessary for punishment, and that should be the the major uh, um, uh, form for it, because when you commit a crime, you deserve jail, you deserve prison. Period. That's it. There's no arguing. You know, you can you can try to uh, 
say something uh, ignorant and 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 and, um, and and think that you have it all figured out. When someone crosses a line and it becomes a crime, that person deserves prison. That's that. There's no other you know way of saying it. Prison is needed in a in a civilized uh, world. Prison is needed for punishment. You know, uh, prison is needed for some, to to protect the public and keep it safe from apex predators. And to think that prison is not needed is it, it, just I don't know. You're missing a screw. And I wish you know uh, I wish that. Cameras were being filmed when this conversation here in the studio was taking place because you had six of us that have committed heinous crimes and we all believe that prison is necessary. Now, is there room for programs and for uh, learning for those inmates? Is there room for rehabilitation? Is there room, you know, for, you know, book reading and to, to understand and study thoroughly what we have done while we're sitting in there? Absolutely. Yeah, I believe that. But for some reason, we're living in times where when crime, even crime, even outright crime, is being dumbed down and there's a slap on the wrist, uh, over 70,000 inmates are going to be released in California, <laughs> lock your doors and uh, go and get some gun training and purchase a, a, a firearm. Um, I'm, I'm saying this to you guys that are eligible to uh, to own a, a firearm. You need to do that. You need to do that because you need to protect, and you also have a God-given right to protect your family, your property, and everything else. But that would be a smart idea to go and get some proper training and arm yourself because this, this, this is madness. This is insanity. It's insanity to think that, um, that it, who, who in the right mind thinks that it's a good idea to release 70,000, I think it's 76,000 inmates um, within a month. Who thinks that, and the, a lot of them are, 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 are bottom feeders. I'm going to call it what it is. A lot of them are drug addicts. A lot of them are going to be, uh, you know, uh, low-level criminals. But nonetheless, they're criminals, right? And cri a crime is a crime. Uh there's going to be a lot of, you're going to see an uprise in burglaries. That's a lot. You're going to see a lot of um, violent crimes, as you're seeing now. You know, crime is 716% up. 716% up here in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles alone. That's a crazy number, but that's where we're at. And um, I know that we're getting rid of, uh, um, <laughs> of, uh, um, Newsom here, but we also need to get rid of so many other folks that uh, and unseat them. Those of you that can vote, those of you that can go hit the polls, those of you, of you that that you know you don't have criminal backgrounds, you have accessibility to 
do programs and gather people to make sure that these elected officials that are not doing their job, in fact, they're ruining the city, you need to, we need to get together and whatever we need to do as far as unseating them, um, you know, uh, by legal means, unseating them and, and, and getting them, they don't deserve that job. If you're putting your, your, your own citizens at peril, if you're, if you're putting your own, your own community in a panic, if, if crime doesn't, you know, because you live in a nice area, right, and maybe in a gated house, Maybe because you're an official, uh, you're a, a public official, a, a politician. Maybe because you have, you know, guards standing at your gate, you know, walking alongside of you on a sidewalk. Maybe since you have that kind of protection, and by the way, they they're, you know, carrying a, 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 a weapon of some sort. Maybe because you have that, you don't have to worry about you know, crime getting out of hand in your neighborhood, politician. But what about the rest of America? What about the rest of the working class? The one that, you know, you know the one that doesn't have the ability to hire private security, armed private security. What about the rest of us? What about the rest of us that are trying to just work hard butt throughout the week so that maybe we could get a little something something, a little breather during the weekend? What about the, the small business owner that's waking up early in the morning, going to sleep or not sleeping because they have to work and finish an, a, a, an, a, an actual project, and so they can't sleep for several days until that project is fulfilled, that order is fulfilled, and all they want is a decent meal because that's going to make them feel good. But now they can't because you're releasing... 70,000 plus convicted felons, criminals into the streets because you think that it's inhumane or whatever the case is. It's just unbelievable, man. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how we have gotten to this place that... I don't know. I don't know, man. And I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, why this 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 is happening? It's very simple. The Bible tells us. Look at what John three nineteen says. This is like this sums up everything. The reason why. We're seeing what we're seeing. John 3.19 says this. And this is the condemnation. The light has come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. There it is. I mean, you really don't need, you know, a Greek presentation of this men love darkness 
You know, we're 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 in a time where everything's racist. A race card is being pulled on every it's it's like the go-to card. And it's ridiculous. But crime is all over the place, and what are we gonna do? You know, how about this story? How about the story of uh actually let me let me see if I could roll it. Let me see if I can roll it and then and and then I'll play it for you. But this actually took place. One second here. Yeah, I'm gonna play it to you in the in, in a second. And and then you tell me. You tell me. And, and and these these news networks, man, they're not helping at all. But here, let me play it for you. Understand why it's not playing, but that's not good. Well, let me tell you about it. An inmate seen sucker punching a Los Angeles County jail worker charged with a hate crime. This is a jailer in Los Angeles County, and this lady, little Asian lady, she's probably like five foot two, it looks like five foot three, maybe. And I don't know if this is the uh, the mental health unit. Um, it, you know, usually they're they're in yellow unless that has changed. Um, I've never been to the Twin Towers. I was uh, housed at the Men's Central Jail, which is the old county jail, and the towers didn't exist when uh, in my times. But this guy's chained. Let me tell you something about what happens when when an inmate is chained around his waist and you're in custody inside of a unit. Uh, and usually there's there's a chain that goes around your waist and sometimes there's a chain that goes uh, all the way to your ankles and there's, of course, the shackles. Uh, other times it's just the chain around your waist and the cuffs are connected to that chain and your hands, your wrists are chained uh, or cuffed to the to your wa- to to your waistband uh, of that chain, and you know that it, it it really it's you really can't do nothing because your 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 hands are against your waist, uh, you know, because of those chains and the cuffs there. So if an inmate is chained inside of a unit like that. Either my thoughts are either he just came from court or some kind of movement and he's there or because he's known to be, you know, uh, violent, that even though he's in custody inside of a pod, a prison pod or a, in this case, a, 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 a county jail pod, that those restraints have to be necessary for that individual because he could cause harm to someone, to either a deputy or to another inmate or perhaps to himself. And that's the reason why you'll be, you know, secured like that. Or you're a shot caller, you're a gang leader that they're not taking a chance. So every time you're going to step out, uh, they're going to chain you for some reason, whatever the case is. 
But here's this guy, and he's getting, it looks like he's getting meds or something like that. And he asked to use the restroom for some reason. His he, he, he has his, what looks like his left hand is not cuffed to his waistband. So his right hand is cuffed to his waistband, but not his left hand. And he asked for toilet paper. The lady, the, 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 I don't know if she's a deputy or, or just a worker there. Um, it could be the, the lady, just uh, uh, the nurse uh, from the nurse's unit. Uh, they also have the patches and the whole yards. So she goes and grabs toilet paper and then hands it to him. And with that loose hand that he has, assaults her, punches her in the face. She doesn't know what's happening. And he's punching her, punching her. Now, they're saying that this is a um, a racial uh, motivated crime because she's Asian. I have a hard time thinking that that's what it is. I just think that this is a moron that likes hitting women, a coward. And or he or this is the psych ward part of the, the, the county jail uh, where all the, the you know, anything, anybody that has mental illnesses or uh, they're sick. Uh, there's a, 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 a independent floor for them. And, uh, but I, I, I have a hard time thinking that it is unless things have changed. When I was there, they would always, uh, the, the, uh, we used to call it the cuckoo's nest. Anybody that was crazy, uh, was housed in that, in that floor. And they always wore, uh, either yellow or brown or a combination of yellow and brown uh, jumpsuits. Uh, but he's wearing blue, and I'm seeing a lot of blue in the background. So I don't know. Maybe that changed, and they don't have to wear that kind of, a, uh, you know, prison blues in, in, uh, ever again. I don't know. But here, he, here's what happens. And so it could be a combination of things. But here's the news. Then the news is saying that this is a racial motivated thing. I don't know how they get to, you know, unless this guy actually said a racial slur while he's punching this poor lady here. Unless he said, you know, you, you know, you fill in the blanks. The video, they don't show, it shows the assault, but there's no uh, voice. There's no, uh, uh, you know. Can't hear what he's saying to her if he's saying anything at all. Uh, just the fact that she is an Asian lady there, but it could be very well that just this guy's just a complete idiot that likes hitting women, and that's why he did it. Who knows? Uh, I think that the news has come so far, so far that they don't even they don't even care to investigate these things now. They just see things and then they just call them rather than to really. You know, I don't see any deputy, I don't see any deputy coming forward and saying, hey, by the way, uh, we have the video with uh, the voice uh, of this uh, inmate, you know, uh, assaulting this uh, worker here and stating, you know, blank, 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 as he assaults her. Not one deputy has come forward. But the news wants you to believe what they want you to believe, that this is racially motivated. This is, I don't trust the news. I don't trust the news at all. 
Uh, I, I just don't. Uh, and I don't think you should either, but that's, you know, solely uh, up to you. But crime is at an all-time high, and what are we going to do? What are we going to do with, with, with all that's happening now? Man, we need Jesus is what we need. And yes, prisons are needed, period. If I hurt your feelings, too bad. Walk it off. But it's needed. It is needed for punishment, and it also is needed for rehabilitation. Plain and simple. It's what makes us a um, modern society. It's what makes us different from you know, uh, third world countries that we have these things in place. When you, you, when you commit a crime, and here's the other thing. If you're some little gang member out there or, you're, or, or a, a criminal, and then you're going to cry about being in there, And, and, and I've seen that. I've seen that so many times while I was in there, you know. A uh, lot less probably than, than now. But now gang members complain about, you know, <laughs> about getting uh, uh, beat up by the cops or, you know, assaulted. And all of a sudden they want to press charges on the department. And get out of here, man. You're not a gang member. You're a poser. You're a weakling. And, and uh, you want to complain about your jail situation? Really? You ain't about that. You were never about that life. If you're going to complain as a gang member that, that the cops, you know, punched you or, you know, uh, wrestled you down, come on, man. Gang banging is not for you. Step out of the way. Um, go to church. That'd be good. You know, learn trade, go to school, but don't get into gangs because your heart was never in it. And, um, you know, you're a big baby. That's what it is. That's just what it is. Every guy that I that I hang out with out here that has changed their life, has left the gang, were gang leaders in Los Angeles, legit gang leaders who committed atrocious crimes, paid the price, and now got a second a second chance at life out here. Every single one of us will tell you straight up, we deserved it. We had everything coming our way. Whatever happened, happened in there. We ain't feeling sorry for ourselves. We needed prison. Prison actually helped us out. Prison actually made us grow up to be men. And and, and we've changed our behaviors and how we think. And if it wasn't for prison we probably would have been dead. So thank God for prison. That prison sentence, we needed that. We needed that. And we, we, not one of them, not one of us complains about it. But this is the difference between gang leadership and the bottom feeders that dressed apart, talked the talk, but never did anything. That's the big difference. Very huge, humongous difference between gang leadership and the guy that just dresses like a gang member. Huge difference. And those of the, the ones that were really in it, we don't complain. We never have, we never will. That's just how it is. You know, we were, we were idiots. 
we did what we did, um, and um, we had to pay the price, and that was it. But we're thankful that we we've changed. It's simple as that. I'm gonna be back to with you guys later on this week. We've been working on so many things that uh, I, I'm just um, I'm floored by the goodness of God, and and really want to share a lot of stuff with you. I'm I'm back. Uh, um, I needed that pause. I thank you so much for all of you guys that support uh, this podcast. And by the way, if you haven't done so yet, uh, I would love for you to get on board. If you want, if you um believe in this program and, and you think that maybe some of this content you could share and please do share this podcast with all your friends, with people that think that, you know, uh, every criminal uh, thinks alike uh, uh, or every person that's been to prison still same remains the same. No, this is, this is how I am. This I'll speak just me myself. Um, you know, share it with everybody, share this podcast with all your friends. And for people that think that, you know, we should be light on crime. Share this episode with them. Let them know that the, the the real deal dudes that were in the game back in the days, that's not how we think uh, uh, today. And this could very well help some young person that's contemplating on getting in gangs and going to prison and thinks that there's highlights of, 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 uh, of a prison life sentence. There isn't. Share this type of content with them. You know, uh, um, but I'm very grateful. And if you guys want to support this podcast, it's very easy. Um, go to my website, kcds.net. On there, click on the podcast. The podcast, there's a support button. Click on that, and you can become a monthly sponsor of this program. Very easy. It gives you three ways of doing that. Uh, otherwise, you could always Venmo. Uh, uh, my Venmo account is kcds72 at gmail.com, and you can give a free will offering that way as well. All up to you, whatever God puts in your heart. Uh, I'm not going to say much more about that, but I am so, uh, I'm just so grateful for God behind bars uh, and what they're doing with inmates. You got to check them out. Follow them on Instagram, on Facebook. Remember it's uh, God behind bars, really cool people that are doing extraordinary things uh, for the prison population, bringing the gospel to the forefront uh, of those cells, and uh, we are hoping that many more come to Christ through that program. Until next time, hey guys, you know wow, how I always end this program. You know, I say it every time. You should be used to it by now. What is that? Keep Jesus first. That's where it's at. Love you guys. 